0: hey everybody it's jim mallard here welcome to the mallard report the mallard report is recorded in front of a live virtual audience on the duck Pond tuesday nights 9 p.m eastern live mallard.com m-a-l-l-i-a-r-d.com one more thing before we start let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from ancient aliens and the curse of oak island and many other things robert clotworthy On the Malliard Report,
1: the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group.
0: Hey, everybody. It's Jim Mallard here. Welcome to the Mallard Report. The Mallard Report is recorded in front of a live version of the Good evening, on everybody. Friday, right. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Oh. Eastern. Live. Oh. Mallard.com. M A L L I A R D.com. Almost know what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. It asked me if I was going to the loop track, and I had no one, but apparently no means yes. I don't know. Well. <laughs> Some days at least these computers are great. <laughs> My guest tonight is the uh, UFO historian, UFO analyst, uh, all around UFO guy, William Poland, making his official guest appearance. Finally, uh, after
1: <laughs> after- I'm very happy. How are you, Jim? Good to be here.
0: Calling in a couple. For times and mayor. But I always want to make sure that the the people people
1: that you're you're dragging a little on your end, Jim. Now you've frozen. And still frozen. How about now? Yeah, pretty good. So a little better. Well, okay, a little better in spots. Yeah. Now back to frozen. Okay. Uh, okay. Now you're better. I think. Now you're back. <laughs> it's spotty. Okay. Now you're pretty good.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, here we go. Maybe.
1: Okay. I can, I can start okay. to hear you. Beauty okay. survive. Right. Still scratching.
0: Okay. So. Well, we got a second. UFO hearing was.
1: Okay. Now, now you're exposing again. Okay. Now you're, now you're okay. Oh, huh. I heard UFO hearing though.
0: <laughs> okay. tenor. I don't know if you can hear me or not, but yeah, it's like an intermittent signal. It's
1: yeah. That's what comes off it. You know, Interference move on. That's what it is.
0: It is absolutely insane because you'll go away and then we'll both go away and then one of us will come back.
1: Yeah.
0: Blame Canada. That's a good idea. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's intermittent. Sometimes I can hear you, sometimes I can't. Now you're frozen again. It's just
0: uh... turn your camera off for a few minutes. I Let's see if I can get it. Okay. Okay, you there? I can hear you. What in the world is going on? Oh, no, that? huh. that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> who, who? who who did, who did we piss off already? Jesus! of
1: peace. <sighs> I have so a
0: long list on my end, but I do know what's. Tw- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe it's you, interference. In
0: okay. How about now? Wow, this is totally a new problem. I can hear you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I turned my camera off because I was wondering if it would straighten up the internet at least. At least I'm, yeah. I'm assuming it's on my end.
1: No, I can hear you before okay. now.
0: Okay, let's get, let's get rolling. Yeah, well, hey, it's, hearing me is half the battle, right? It's better than not hearing me.
1: Um, <laughs> this is true yeah. so, I want,
0: yeah. um, so I want to talk about the uh, UFO hearing was that two three weeks ago when was that I, I, Mark, uh, uh,
1: I about two weeks ago yeah uh, if memory serves I think it was on a Wednesday a couple weeks ago yeah that was, that was all the talk for a while so what's the um, make of
0: it all as being
1: uh, I mean see it was important it was actually in the public eye, um, the government was having a hearing about UFOs. That was different. That doesn't happen very often at all. Um, but as far as the information, which is just really recycled content, um, we've heard stories about crash retrievals, a crash retrieval program, uh, alien spacecraft, recovered bodies. We've heard those stories since the 1970s. Um, nothing new. Um, you had um, Fravor and um, a memory. My memory shot the other Navy pilot um, that were testifying about their interactions with UFOs while they were on active duty. That's outstanding testimony. Um, but uh, Graves, excuse me, the other person, but uh, the other pilot, but Grush's testimony is, is really hearsay; it's secondhand. And he hasn't produced any documentation so to prove it. So uh, with no names, no dates, no leadership of these different organizations. It was just recycled material. So it was interesting to watch. I mean, I was actually on another program. We were watching it live. For the, it, was, it was like three hours long. And it was interesting, but I kept waiting for a a new piece of, of tidbit information to come out and nothing surfaced. So about it.
0: <laughs> You have to be in the skiff with them. That's the, uh, the thing I learned. So they can talk yeah. about the good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one would hope that would come, uh, some of the information that he promised would come to light behind the scenes in some secret meeting. But, um, but will the public ever be able to access the info? I, I don't know. I, I doubt it. I mean, if that actually took place, and he does testify and gives names of leaders of different you know, acronym organizations and whatnot and provides okay. documentation. I don't know if that's really good enough anyway, because the public won't won't be able to access that information. So it'd be kind of the same thing. So I don't know. Um, you know, could this be a first step toward disclosure? Mm-hmm. I guess it could
0: be. Tom Runner pops but, up a question.
1: your audio broke out again yeah I can't hear you
0: yeah it's I can see it I can see my audio slowing down internet slowing down it's ridiculous yeah wow what is going on tonight I need the kids to get you back in school so they do not on the internet all night they're not even my kids I mean they are my kids, but I don't even have both of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Too much YouTube <laughs> usage.
1: Perhaps, yep.
0: <laughs> um, oh, I gotta read you this question from Mr. Mr. Germantown runner. Um, these UFOs are are these UFO hearings a cynical attempt? Um by the government to distract the public from corruption scandals of the day.
1: What do you think? Uh, I I guess you could say that, but that's reasonable. But the public is so easily distracted anyway. I mean, a news story breaks on Fox or CNN or, you know, you name name the platform and people forget about that story within two days. So people are easily distracted their attention span is not very long so there's no need for the government to distract us we do it ourselves so um, i guess it's a possibility so um it's it's um, it's kind of akin to uh, in decades past we know there was an effort to misinform the public uh due to government agencies and uh, to misinform us about the upo issue now that effort is not needed we misinform ourselves. There's so much nonsense posted online that's not true. There's no need to misinform us as a general public. We do it to ourselves. So, uh, but going back to the question, I guess it's a, it's a possibility, but I don't know whether there's never, that wouldn't really be necessary. at least in my opinion.
0: Actually, hold on. Let's, I'm gonna reset. And see if I can get this internet to work right or better. So stand, stand by. Because this is just not working for either of us. Hold on. Talk to you in a minute if you can hear me.
2: Yeah, I heard you, Jim.
1: Be there. Let me know if you need me to leave this and then rejoin. That'll help. Internet problems. Yeah. Interference for MUFON. Again, yes.
0: Oh. No not oh. big me. No. 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 There we go. Oh, there we go.
1: Outrageous.
0: <laughs> not big me. Oh no. That's not gonna work.
1: Okay. The, the angels are messing with well, us, that's what happens, yeah. You
0: know. Yeah, I was gonna say apparently you're your your, your pro reached the Pentagon, apparently, so they were judging my <laughs> <by Anna. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> why well, isn't that we're supposed to say right it's always it's always the yeah, barely... it couldn't could be it could it be rural rural internet connections it has to be the pentagon it has to be Yeah, never mundane the, uh...
1: no it's always it's always yeah anomalous <laughs> it, it is all of it even the hosts yeah huh um no we, we yeah what? we were talking about the i'm oh, sorry go ahead
0: I was gonna say we were talking about the hearing, and or actually we were talking about. Oh, let me scroll back up here. The Germantown runner would stop talking for two seconds. I could see it. <laughs> uh, oh, the UFOs uh, hearings being a, a cynical attempt by the government to distract us from uh, the corruption and scandals of the day.
1: I, I guess that's a reasonable possibility. I, I I don't, I don't believe that. But I mean, I could always be wrong. So, um, and there's enough to distract us anyway. So. From everything. So um, um, the UFO issue was certainly in past years an avenue for the military to hide secret technologies. Because people would see, uh, let's say, an SR 71 back in the 60s and think, well, it's a UFO. So it was easier to cover things up then. But uh, as far as being able to distract things from other uh, more politically slanted things happening in the government, I, I don't know, but uh, I guess it's a possibility we can't discount. So, but I don't think so.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think it definitely draws eyes, though, more so than other things. But I think there's enough members of Congress that if they wanted to distract yeah. us, they could say some all sorts of things and would be paying attention Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true, too. Yeah. So, you yeah. um, so, <laughs> know, it's interesting how far this has come. I mean, Political leaders could never talk about UFOs at all until maybe thousands years ago. Now they talk about it all the time. It's uh, come full circle. Yeah, it's, you know, Barry Goldwater would love to be alive today, talk about UFOs all the time.
0: So, does that mean we're um, officially done looking for disclosure?
1: Uh, uh, who knows? Let's <laughs> still going that organized you know, conferences to sell tickets about that, about disclosure, and um, I recall somebody on my blog page on Facebook uh, commented, well, disclosure already happened, and my response was, well, you better send an email to Steve Bassett, tell him to retire. It's done. <laughs> all the conferences need to go away, don't sell any more books, tell all the researchers to retire. Email Kevin Randall, Don Schmidt, tell him we're done, we have the answers, disclosure happened, we're done. Right. Uh, Disclosure didn't happen, they didn't tell us anything And I don't even know what disclosure would happen I mean the government We don't know what the government has, they may have nothing So, but people in the Opal field are convinced The government's hiding something, I think they're Hiding the fact that they don't know what's going on They're hiding, it's a cover up Of ignorance, but I don't know That's just my opinion, so um, But I I don't see what happened at the hearings As disclosure, it was just uh, Recycled material on an open forum Pretty much
0: well, I, I agree with you, and I also remember an interview that I did, God, probably seven, eight years ago, uh, Jim Mars, before he passed. And he says, would yeah. you believe the, the government if they told you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a great point, man. yeah. <laughs>
0: They've lied about so, much, so many other things. Would you believe them if they told you?
1: Yeah. Uh, that is a very logical point to make that there is this belief, and it's been borne out by documentation, that there's been an effort by the U.S. government to lessen the importance of the UFO topic. There has been. The Robertson panel back in January '53, of memory serves was along those lines to advocate that there's nothing to UFOs, let's discount it, put it by the back burner, you know, what have you. So it was a cover-up. Uh, we don't trust the government, at least the public doesn't, doesn't trust the government when they talk about anything else, then why are all of a sudden we supposed to believe them now? It seems unwise to me. Um, yeah, was, yeah I, Mr. Mars, that's a great point.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that was... Oh, let's see. How do you respond to the Flat Earthers crowd in their... Hold on. Furies. When oh. <laughs> you encounter them online.
1: <laughs> um... Either either just don't address them, don't respond, or ask them a question like, uh, well, the Earth is flat, why are the other eight planets? Why is everything else we see in the universe spherical in nature, and yet the Earth is flat? Seems unsupportable. Um, and they never bring forth any, any, any evidence to prove their point. It's, it comes off like, um, I guess I'll use the word online, it's cultish. They have their belief, and no matter what evidence is put forth, they're going to double down and believe what they want to believe no matter what the evidence shows. So that's the flat earthers. That is the uh, people that don't believe we went to the moon, uh, the people that believe in the Aztec Yoko hoax. They, they, there's no evidence for it, but they believe it. So I usually just let it go. It's just the Internet's full of so.
0: Well, I always laugh because you know as well as I do. If the edge of the earth had existed, it'd be a tourist attraction. I mean, Columbus sailed over here yeah. in 1492. Thanks, school. Yeah. I learned something. They, you know, like they were sailing, sending boats all around the, the world at that point. You know, yeah. That's what I they said. They're around the world.
1: Yeah, around the earth. <laughs> well played. You know, if there was a flat, who's on the bottom? Australia, New Zealand. I mean, let's let answer these questions. I mean. <laughs> why would a round satellite orbit a flat body of well, what to how to describe it? If the earth is flat uh, and was formed through accretion 4.5 billion years ago, why is the earth only flat and all the other, all the other planetary bodies are round? It now makes no sense whatsoever. Now.
0: Well, that's because huh. that's when the meteor hit it, it went flat, killed all the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. That's what it was. No. Yeah. Oh, I'm
0: boy! Crying. that's good stuff. Well, yeah. the hate mail junk at mallard.com. That's junk at mallard.com for the hate mail. Now, <laughs> yeah, I uh, got a few
1: emails
0: like that too. <laughs> do, do you think there is some type of UFO human base on Antarctica? German Germantown Runner, we had oh, what's his name on a few months ago, and we know. Antarctica is really cold and there's nothing down there, but oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, No, I've seen no evidence for it. Unless you ask Linda Moulton how, then she knows. Uh, There are pyramids in Antarctica. There's an alien base down there, whatnot. I've seen no evidence whatsoever for it, but lots of unsubstantiated claims. Uh, I've seen no evidence for that, so... um, I, I'm at a loss for that. now I mean, I'll believe. i you know, I'm like my wife Venus. I'll believe anything if there's evidence for it. But there's not just stories um, and claims that. I mean, no, there's no evidence to support that. It's like the idea that there's towers on the moon, or there's you know glass spires on Mars, or what have you, or an underground base. And um, if there's evidence for it, put it for shut up but that never happens. That was harsh.
0: I'm going to have to stop reading the, the duck punter or get my emotions under control so I'm not laughing at you when you're talking. Because they, they're just on the rule tonight. Uh, our good friend Everett says, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Maybe only flat planets can harbor life. Uh, <laughs> GeoObservation says, the other planets are spears. Talk about a hoax. They are all disc-shaped alien craft that create fake gravity. Geo. Yes. What's that? is that a happy <sighs> idea? Way? What is that? Well, i got to bring it up here because he's, he's on it. Marine yeah.
1: and representatives of that craft run the large governments on Earth and infiltrated the medical establishments to make our COVID vaccines poisonous to us all and they run the government, there's a new world order, and there's aliens in the middle of the earth, and the moon is hollow. It's artificial. Right. The moon, okay.
0: The moon is cheese. It's not hollow. I, I apologize. Mean that. That's, right.
1: That's a scientifically valid statement, my friend. There you go.
0: <laughs> Just as accurate as any of the rest of them tonight. So. <laughs> there
1: you go. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, that's, that, that's the UFO. Like, I'm using the term public because there's not really a UFO field. And I'm coming off very cynical, but a field is a field of study like geology, physics, astronomy. Those are real fields of study that take a level of educational prowess to examine them. They tend to cast aside false content. That is not the UFO field. The UFO, I call it a public the community doesn't apply either because a community suggests a group of people that are working toward a single problem to actually get along. And the community, a Yopo community doesn't get along. It's very fractured. There's a lot of polarization. It's very political. So I tend to use public, a very general term to describe it. But um, that's what we have nowadays. So for every, for every grounded person, and I guess a good way to look at it, for every grounded person that's actually trying to work on the issue there's like a million that aren't. They're just celebrities. And the people that aren't liked in the field are tend to be the same people that are working on the problem. The ones who are actually casting aside false content, they're looking at things that are in ground reality, they're, they're not believing any lies, they're fake news, and that is not popular nowadays. What's more popular is people who believe everything. And um, that's why this UFO issue is never never going to get answered, really, at this point. Oh, is.
0: So I've got so a gonna suggest you change it back to UFO field, but there's a particular type of field that you need to think of when you say field. It's the field with a bunch of bulls in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, <You know>? yeah, <laughs> a messy field, yeah. A minefield. No, that was yeah. for Twitter, that's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just just yeah. A, plant just that seed in your mind. <laughs> just a thought. Uh, of all the UFO theories and stories that have been suggested to you, which ones do you discount and which one do you want the people to pay further attention to?
1: But the older I get, the more I become cynical about the ET theory, the idea that they're flying here from another galaxy, let's say 20 light years away. But I temper that with the idea that the physical laws we know of, makes that possibility pretty difficult to embrace. But we don't know everything about the universe. So perhaps they know roundabout ways to get around those laws and can travel across those distances. Um, a multi-dimensional theory that's out there, time traveling that's that's out there that you know these are things that uh, entertain possibilities that we haven't proven or disproven either. So um, all those theories might hold true. I, I firmly believe that there's not one theory, That'll explain the entire enigma. It's going to be some conglomeration of a bunch of different ideas to explain what's happening, um, the people are reporting. So, um, and, and along with that, it makes sense to, it's like a good analogy. If you're a geologist or an astrophysicist or an archaeologist, you're going to use every tool at your disposal to accomplish your work. In the UFO field, I'm going to be using field again, uh, there is a section of people in the community that don't like science. There's a section that embrace more woo points of view or embrace science to the, ex- the exclusive of anything else, and it doesn't make any sense to to not use every possible approach to look at the issue. So, um, but I think so. I think time travel, interdimensional ET, those are all reasonable possibilities. But we need some physical evidence. We need we need more than just stories. We have we have a ton of stories over 80 years. What do we have that's physical that is proven alien visitation has occurred? We don't have we don't have anything. So we need to move past the anecdotal, but we have not been able to do that. So um, that was a long answer. I apologize.
0: No, you're good. A good answer. I've no. got i I've got, a, I've got another theory to run by you. I'm gonna okay. Be ready for this one. No. You got Dark's, it. The Dark Side of the Sun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a BBC movie? <laughs> that, that's
0: that's going to... Well, Pink Floyd can't make any more albums. That'd be their next one. Oh, oh one. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you said the UFO public, I'll go you your word because you're right, is fractured and all this other stuff. Is it Savable, or should it just remain
1: how it is? Uh, I believe it's it's it can be recovered. I think so. Um, the polarization has always kind of been there. If 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 I if I put on my my historical hat, I go back to the 60s prior to the arrival of Mufon, you had Afro and Nightcap in operation, you had Alan Hynek, James McDonald. College Jim Lorenzen, you had people working on the problem in a very scientific way, as best they could. And uh, there were the contactees, the Georgia Damskys, which were a little more out there, a little more wooey. And they had their followers, and then you had the followers of people that were looking at more a scientific angle. So the polarization has always been there. What changed is that one, Mufon arrived in the, in the by 1970, 69, excuse me, and then the internet in the early 90s really allowed people to communicate over vast distances around around the planet. And then they put up their position, they became polarized and they just ran the gamut. It's, it's, it's akin to politics. Politics was always a little polarized a little bit to greater or lesser degrees, but then come the age of the internet, that situation ramped up. It's really polarized down because people are exposed to information all over the place they're constantly stimulated and they embrace what they want to embrace that confirms their belief and they don't consider other information that may be contrary to that same thing in UFOs so um but it can be recovered I think as long as people are able to discern the nonsense from the valid which is easier which is not that difficult people just don't are not willing to do that so you have that look Jim
0: I do because you observation posted a, a comment in the chat room, which I didn't laugh at, but it's it's really good. It doesn't look if it doesn't support my theories, it's not science. It's government disinformation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yep, <laughs> Yep. I mean, people, people, people are going to believe what they want to believe. I mean, I'm I mean, here. I'm wearing a hat that says "believe." You know I, I don't want to believe. But I want to know, and it takes. It takes real information, real evidence to know what's going on or not going on. Um, we have eighty years of opinions and stories and beliefs, but that, that that's fine and all. But you know, uh, we, all the other sciences, all the other fields of study, they're endeavoring to know, to find definitive answers. Not this field. Um, it's more. It's more akin to. And, and I have no trouble saying this because I'm an atheist, but it, it comes down to it. It comes off like a religion where it's belief-based and void of physical evidence to prove uh, definitive answers. Uh, it, it's much more of a belief-based structure like a religion than it is a science. Um,
0: well, you you, you tipped tip my hand there because you knew that's where we were headed tonight.
1: Agreed. Uh, agree. I'll out there.
0: Because I'm sure somebody out there is saying, Jim, you're in the middle of spiritual summer. How are you going to make this UFO guy fit into spiritual summer? And that's why uh, this unending belief in uh, community that, especially the people that buy any number of people's books, follow them on the lecture circuit and this, that, and the other, like there's some kind of, well, no. No. We'll, use the, we'll use the atheist term, God. Uh, <laughs> Lord, Lord. oh oh boy we're gonna get in some trouble but yeah it's it's remarkable to watch as an outsider right because that's yeah what i am but I, I mean obviously i'm kind of on the inside because i know you and some others but like i don't yeah invest a lot of time into it so when you're just kind of browsing through and you see this guy hey i've got a new book and then you read the you know the what are they now well they're not tweets anymore but whatever they are Underneath, and yeah, hey, I just bought it. And then you read a couple months later, you see the same guy that says, Hey, I got a new book. And you read it. And, hey, I yep. got it. I'm like, Wow. Oh, okay.
1: Promotion. Like, it really is. Yeah. The, the Yofo field has become an entertainment industry, it's an entertainment industry. So it's become promotion of books, content, uh, festivals, conferences, whatnot. And people embracing that, they follow who they follow. Uh, they believe who they believe, and they have their fan bases are ardent and dedicated, and, and and that would be actually that wouldn't be an issue really if these researchers, these writers were examining valid content with their integrity intact. That it's not they're looking to gain celebrity, notoriety, make a buck. That's their focus. Um, Seems to me because yeah, any internet platform you go to, it's all. I have a new, like you said, I have a new book. I'm appearing at this festival tomorrow. I'm giving a lecture. Yada yada yada. Everyone taking selfies. Everyone smiling. <laughs> Where are the peer-reviewed papers? Where's the research? Where's the Where's physical the, evidence?
0: Not even peer-reviewed. Where are the actual boring side of these? You know, the, the cases, the data, the, the pour out of. The information that is in book form that, you know, is written yeah. in the uh, narrative, so to speak.
1: Uh, it's, uh, I mean, I'm going to drop names tonight, and, and I'll get negative emails, too, and I'm used to that. dime a dozen, but, um, you know, I want, I want valid information and peer-reviewed papers. I'm going to seek out Rich Hoffman, uh, Kevin Randall, uh, uh, Kurt Collins, John Greenwald. These are people that are actually working on the issue, and by no coincidence, they're not liked in the UFO field. Because they don't, they don't embrace the nonsense. They're about actually working on the issue. If I want to, to hear about nonsense, then I'll go follow Giorgio Tukalos or go to an Ancient Aliens tour or UFO cruise or join Mufon. Um, you know, for every Rich Hoffman and Kevin Randall, there's 10 or 20 guys that are just celebrities that are viewed as researchers, but they're not. They're just putting out another book and. Um,
0: Sorry, I'm doing my Giorgio Sucrose approach. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> well played. Um, Just I, you know, even get some critically thought ideas. I mean, it, it, you take any field of study, it takes a long time to produce a book. Writing a book is a royal pain in the butt. It's a logistical nightmare. It takes a lot of dedication. Yet despite that, Nick Redford turns out five books a year. How well research are each of those books? I will. I don't think they're very well researched. If we turn out that much content all the time, every year, year after year, um, it, it suggests that people are just spreading and promoting nonsense, peppered in with some valid content. Now, I'm not throwing the entire topic out the window. I'm not. There's a core of quality information that's unsolved. But it's surrounded by all this other nonsensical stuff. And... That's to the detriment of all of the entire field. Um, just if you
0: know, so I guess the question becomes you, you kind of mentioned some names, but uh,
1: I have more names.
0: Well, no, I was just say here, sorry, geo observation popped up there. All my books are peer reviewed by my fellow paranormal grifters, and uh... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Accurate statement there.
0: <laughs> there just blows my mind again. Um, now I was just thinking, how do we get the, uh, the cream of the crop information out there in a better format to people?
1: Uh, I, yeah, I think the approach, I mean, um, programs like this wonderful program tonight, or not cause I'm on the program, but you have great guests on the program. Uh, I, I support a few programs that, that promote quality information, critical thinking, so people could actually use this gray matter in their head. And then I like and support different <laughs> organizations on Facebook and Twitter, what, or different platforms, and promote their efforts because they're actually promoting quality work. And I can I, I paid no attention to the nonsense. Uh, that's all I can do. Um, I found that suggesting. To someone that that they look into, let's say the What's SVU, that's, the UFP studies, or some other group that's looking into this stuff in a valid way, if I suggested to them by email or directly during a comment, they, they put they, they push back against that. They they they're not willing to embrace other content. Um, it's it's a very scary time now that people are not willing to consider other content. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, on my blog, I get pushed back for saying, I don't know. I don't get that. When, when someone doesn't know, is an opportunity for research. It's an opportunity to learn. And yet now it's viewed as just ignorance. And ignorance is an opportunity to learn. Uh, but whenever I say, I don't know my blog, boy, it's uh, open season on me. I, I don't know what the problem is. I mean, it's if I don't know, then it's time to read a book and look up for information and learn. But um well, uh, I yeah, I, I, I go ahead.
0: I yep, one sorry. One, if you're gonna rip on somebody for not knowing, well, do you know the answer? Because that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: that's
0: nope. my book. Right? If I don't know nope. and, and pulling those, he says, Hey, Jim, it's gray matter, not green matter in your head,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, I get pushback. My wife gets the same kind of pushback. Where we we write a blog or something about an issue that's negative in, in nature that needs to be called out, a situation that's to the detriment of the field, and she gets called out or I get called out by somebody saying, "Well, well, well, you're calling these people out for a negative choice or unprofessional point of view or whatever this and the other." And my point of view is always like, okay, if I see an issue in the whole field, I'm going to call it out and address it. If I don't do that, then I'm part of the problem because I'm not using my platform to call out nonsensical stuff. It gets me a ton of pushback. But again, I have the luxury. I'm not trying to sell a book. I don't appear at conferences. I'm not trying to make a buck. Making, I don't make any money at this. I don't care what people think. But I care about valid content. And uh, so it constantly gets me pushed back, calling the negative and the BS out. but sorry, <laughs> you know, um, it, But you it's, take, it's a difficult, difficult, difficult minefield to meander through it is.:
0: If you take those book uh, those blogs and slap it onto a book on Amazon, and hit the circuit.
1: <laughs> I've had a couple of people ask me to write a book. Uh, summarize my blogs in book form. Maybe I get to be kind of cool, but I wouldn't do a circuit. No, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I think I've made, uh, what is it? I think I can count all the, all the lectures I've given live at a conference. I can count them all in two hands, maybe six or seven in my lifetime. That's it. Yeah. I'm do it.
0: It's hey, more than me. I've spoke, I spoke at my own event. Does that count?
1: Sure does. Absolutely. Yeah, Sure does. <laughs>
0: um, Germantown runner wants to know, have you ever witnessed a UFO, UFO UAP? It's always a UFO to me. Um, if so, tell us about it.
1: No, I've never I've never seen anything I've never seen anything that I couldn't identify. Never experienced anything anomalous. Which so what, where
0: does the interest come from then?
1: Uh want you to know. Uh, it's an unsolved enigma. People are reporting things they can identify in the skies. The majority are mundane and identifiable by by everyday phenomena, but there's a core of unexplained events that are anomalous and suggest possibly otherworldly events. That's fascinating in and of itself. Having never seen one, I have the luxury of being objective with a reason. I mean, if I had a if I'd seen a UFO, uh, then it would become a more personal thing for me, having a personal experience with that along those lines. But have I never seen one, my point of view on the topic is formulated as a result of either green witnesses. People have asked seen things. And uh, so my fascination is just trying to solve an, un- an unsolved enigma. Um, uh, I always use the word problem, which gets misconstrued consistently online. I use it. Uh, Coral Lorenzen from Afro, the late Coral Lorenzen, used the term the UFO problem. Her point of view was that, you know, when you're in college or high school, when you have a math problem, it's an unsolved problem. It's a problem to be solved. I view the UFO issue the same way. It's unsolved. So I don't refer to it as a phenomenon so much as a problem. It's a it's an unsolved mystery that needs to be examined. Um, uh, but that's where the passion comes from. So uh, part of me wishes I would see a UFO before I pass away, which is approaching pretty soon. But uh, part of me doesn't. Because then I can be dispassionate more than if I had witnessed something myself.
0: Don't worry. You've seen one. No, wait. Never mind. Bad joke. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I was just thinking, oh, I'll ask Tonsor. i going to get back to my phone here. In a How much of the entire UFO field is a psyops? 1%? 25% more? Less? Well, I guess it has
1: be none. Nice. Is a psyop? Is um? Uh, oh, on a- yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The numbers. Their numbers are odd. Um, there's a whole set of numbers in the Yopo issue that are troubling or illogical. Um, every Yopo researcher I've interviewed. Or, I've been personal friends with over the years. It's always said to me at least 75% of events go unreported. That's horrible. I can't, that's, that's a ridiculously low number. Um, the percentage of researchers or researchers, known people in the field, they're actually researching the issue, conducting work on the issue, I think probably less than 10%. Um, and the number of cases that are actually investigated by Mupon is somewhere around that same number, ten percent, because they have so few so few field investigators. Maybe they spend more time actually researching cases instead of trying to sell T-shirts. They might get somewhere along the line, but um, sorry, that was cynical. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, the the focus is off investigations. If that was the sole focus we'd be a lot further down the line, but unfortunately we're not. The focus is on selling books and memberships and t-shirts and celebrity. And that's not investigation. That's celebrity. That's an industry. And that's where we're at. So.
0: So I think I asked you this one of the times I had you on film some time, but I'm going to ask again so we can get it part of this one. Um, Are you more interested in the UFOs pre Wright brothers, pre airplanes or the current ones?
1: Um, I think some of the strongest cases Occurred between like 19 The World War II era Between that time And let's say Early 90s uh, You had Roswell uh, Bentwaters, Heath. You had Socorro You had Dexter, Michigan You have some multiple witness cases Radar visual cases that are really strong uh, Multiple witnesses You have a lot of those things going on Prior to World War II, you're relied on secondhand testimony, the witnesses are all passed away, no physical evidence. you you're relying on the integrity of journalists writing things in newspapers. Uh, I'm not I'm not really comfortable relying on that. Um, and then, but after 1990 after the 90s when the internet came into vogue, then then you have a platform where anyone can make up a story online posted on Facebook and there people say, "Well, oh, that's a great, that's a great event. That's amazing. And when they could easily just make it up. Not everything is true on the internet, despite what people think. So uh, I'm more enamored with world war two era to like early nineties. That's that's a pretty strong era there for uh, unexplained cases.
0: What did you just say? Everything is not true on the internet. So that yes, you
1: know, I'm about- not everything is true. You on the internet. Yeah.
0: That email I got from the Nigerian prince earlier today, giving me twenty five million dollars—is it true either?
1: <laughs> I no, get I get requests from Nigerian girls who are like twenty years old all the time that are well endowed. Now, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> so, yeah, that was all the time.
0: <laughs> but I, yeah. I'll say this now: um, ever since I put "podcaster" in my profile at, at LinkedIn, I've got free messages every week at least. Do you need podcast promotion? No scam. Sure. Go away. Go oh, yeah.
1: away. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah. They find you. Yeah. They find you. Okay. I'm, there,
0: asking. I'm asking because I popped it up there. He's being cynical, and I love it. How many YouTube videos do I have to watch to qualify as a US, UFO expert?
1: None. You can label yourself as stuff on the internet. You have people you have people. You have people like Ryan Sprague calling themselves a UFO journalist. He doesn't hold a degree in that field of study. He's not a journalist. Um, you have people that are – I mean, what's the other one? Um, Alejandro Rojas calls himself a UFO journalist. He's a real estate agent by trade. He's not a journalist. He didn't go to school for that. That's the misrepresentation. UFO expert is a term that's thrown out everywhere. I don't. I don't know how anyone can be an expert – when the entire question is unsolved, an expert an expert suggests somebody who knows the answers. nobody knows the answers. You can be an expert in the data like a David Marrick or a Kevin Randall, but to no answers, nobody knows any answers. Uh, to any of this? no, not at all. So yeah, that's good comment ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Germantown uh, Runner does popped up about sixty five minutes until the mega millions. Lottery is drawn. It's one point five billion dollars tonight.
1: Man, billions and billions.
0: You know, you probably end up with two hundred million after that, but uh you know Wicely, tax-
1: yeah. Yeah, the to, they need to take money out of that to cover up the overhol issue. So yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. What would you do with <laughs> two hundred million? Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
0: You would disappear and we'd never hear from you again, right? If you had two hundred million.
1: Uh oh no, I'd still what I do. I do I would do what I do. I think Venus and I might move to Tasmania or New Zealand or Roswell <laughs> I put take up uh, take up living over there. <laughs> so you know, I, maybe I'd buy the UFO Museum of Roswell and revurbish it. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Another question here from DT, a German Town Run. What's your opinion of George Knight? And Prack is out there in the UFO field in Vegas. I
1: knew that and we'll I you know, prior to the '80s, he was he was a he was a dogged investigative journalist. Um, then he he got the Bob Lazar story going on and did a lot of work on those Angles. Um, I've never met the gentleman in person, so I only have a viewpoint from the information he's put out. So he's been uh, in the know for a while. He's got some notoriety, obviously. Now he's aligned with Jeremy Corbell, so it's it seems like. The Bob Lazar story broke in 1989 at memory service with Knapp. And then since then, gradually, slowly, it seems like Knapp has embraced the celebrity and pushed away from the journalism. That's just my opinion. But the Opal, the Opal Field is the same players all the time. George Knapp, Jerry Corbell, Ryan Sprague, Christopher Mellon. It's the same people all the time. Nothing new. And they have their new podcast and they're selling books and they're everywhere. And the fact that George it's Knapp George and George Corbell sitting at the Yopo hearings, I found that embarrassing. They're podcasters. What are they doing there? I, I just I saw that that crowd was cringeworthy seeing them there behind the witnesses. They have no business being there. It would be akin to having a, a political roundtable in front of Congress and having somebody from a reporter from CNN and Fox there. No, that's not their place. Um, so it seems like Knapp has gone from. A dogged investigative journalist and slowly morphed into a journalist that's involved in celebrity. I guess that's an answer, I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, that answers. Um, Germantown runner points out it'd be about six hundred million after taxes.
1: So like likely correct. Yeah, or she is. Yeah, likely. No, yeah, yeah. they take they take the chunk out of it. You yeah. know,
0: yeah. that's like a billion. I mean, you know, most of it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh if six hundred if i got six hundred million, German town you'd be on the payroll and we'd probably be doing shows like five nights a week because I'd have you out hunting guests and preparing and I can just sit here and talk to people, just so you know.
1: That would, that would pay for a lot of Jim Mallard report t shirts. Man.
0: That too. Yeah, get a free... <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd sell them for fifty bucks, mark them up. Uh <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and by a, and then try to convince you all that I need a g7 so I can fly places <laughs>
1: there you go yeah
0: <laughs> so you have the Facebook po- the Facebook page I'm trying to make yeah. sure I get if anybody wants to read all this make sure we get that out there
1: Oh, it's, it's cleverly entitled William G Pullin," oh of all put, things put on <laughs> the blog page. Um, uh, that's why, yeah, that's why I post my opinions as, as skeptical as they can be. So, um, and then, uh, my wife Venus and I co-run the, uh, our UFO group, which admittedly is a boring group because it's just data. But if you want to look at that, it's behold, um, you for real, a historical review. Um, it's just a historical, uh a group of just sighting reports, book reviews, because like that's it's very cut and dry, very boring. So, you know. Um you know, Avidas does her own work. She she runs the uh San Antonio uh Aero Phenomenon Research Organization on Facebook too. And she, she posts her thoughts and blogs and so we're always active in the field, but she has a she's seen anomalous events. So her point of view is different than mine. Mine, I've never seen anything. So I come off as very you know, deadpan and, and black and white, which is fine with me, but you know, doesn't lot of me any fans, So I, I have an anti fan club somewhere with pretty good number of members too.
0: Oh, <sighs> I'll, I'll have to track it down and post this interview there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Geo observation points out to be enough to, con- to bribe Congress and disclosure. Uh, I'm not wasting my money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Two of us. Yep. Yeah.
0: Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk in a cage match, who wins? Probably the referee. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. Not us. Yeah, we have to watch that. Yeah, that would that would be interesting, yeah. Musk might try to impregnate him. I don't know.
0: <laughs> and then put up four hundred million of their own money and we'll see who.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's your richer guy now? Is it still Musk? I guess so.
0: I'm sure Germantown Ryan will tell us here in a minute.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: I believe it is Musk, but you know. Well, Twitter kind of
1: yeah, private. But we need to. Yeah, we don't
0: know how we don't know how much it actually is, for sure. (laughs) Um, so through this all, when did you when did you start investigating UFOs? I guess I need to back up and ask the first question first.
1: Uh, late nineteen eighties. Uh, I was actually a member of APRO, uh, which is the Aerial Phenomenon. Uh, research organization which was run by Coral and Jim Lorenzen that formed in 1952 and it was in existence to late 80s when the Lorenzen passed away And I was a member like the last four or five years that they were in operation and then they folded and then I started just doing my own research just reading everything I could peer-reviewed papers journals from NICAP and things like that and just got more and more into it and it's not only really a bit of an obsession, it's just, it's just a keen interest. I have a, a vested interest in this unsolved enigma, because to my mind, everything, that, everything that's happened on the planet has been, it's originated here. Every disaster, beyond, you know, the, the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs, every other major event has been something that originated here. If alien visitation is proven, that's for the outside. That's non-terrestrial. That is, by definition, that is alien. That is not us. That has nothing to do with our planet. To my mind, that's fascinating. So it started in the late 80s and I've been going nonstop ever since. But I didn't I didn't become I didn't go online until 2015. So nobody really knew who I was, other than a few researchers here and there. Now they know who I am to their detriment. <clears throat>
0: German Town Runner pops up here. Elon's real-time net worth as of the sixth, which was a couple days ago. Free, I mean 232 million point five. So or billion, excuse me.
1: I that's going billion, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Huh. Not too savvy.
0: He, he could send me six hundred million. He wouldn't miss sure it. Would. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah. He's doing well. Huh. No,
0: German Runner pops up here. The richest people are closing in on a trillion dollars that could buy net worth.
1: That's crazy. The amount of money that's,
0: you
1: know, that's not a regulation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rich get richer and the rest of us just kind of try to pay the bills. Yeah. You know.
0: As I say, I'm pretty sure I don't have enough dollars in my, well, bills in my wallet to spell trillion if I gave write letters on them.
1: <laughs> See, that's two of us. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, a yeah,
0: make a serious uh, amount of money. It. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, I think I uh, did. I ask you what your favorite breakfast is because we're at that time. So I want to make sure we get you out of here. You asking that, no? Oh well, you know you've listened to the show, so you knew that was coming.
1: So what is it? Oh yeah, I, oh sure, yeah. Uh, oh gosh, uh, hash browns, scrambled eggs, toast with butter, bacon, and oysters. Good evening.
0: Plain Good Playing it simple, but it is really good.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd, yeah.
0: I'd be happy list. Well, William, <sighs> thanks, for, thanks for being able to listen to me now that you can hear me. And, <laughs>
1: You're very welcome. Yeah, it's been, I, I've been looking forward to going on your program so long, so it's all good. So, not the rest for, of you.
0: And thanks to the boys and girls at the Pentagon for letting the show go on. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> oh. I'll be getting another .dot mil email here pretty soon. Jeez.
1: Yeah, I will too. I'll check in the morning. Okay.
0: Oh, <laughs> hey, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a good show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Take a few moments, subscribe, share, all the fun stuff. You know how to do it. I don't have to tell you. Just uh, be ready for next week. It'll be sooner than you think.